Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. Well, 2022 has been another shocker. Inflation has doubled, there's been a huge rise in interest rates and a sliding dollar. And natural disasters and a war haven't helped at all. But every cloud does have a silver lining, and there is good news ahead. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. Our regular economics forecaster, Melbourne University professor Neville Norman, has taken a look back at the year and the numbers in the federal budget. And he forecasts a monster rise in household consumption that will allow many businesses to thrive. Neville starts by explaining to Jeff Waters the purpose behind his look back at 2022. Yes, Jeff, it's to look back at the central economic and business drivers in the calendar year just concluding and dig out, dare I say, any positives that business can build on. For 2022, that's a massive challenge and I intend to rise to it. <laughs> now, a crude fact summary might highlight my challenge, showing what's happened so far. Fact. We've seen in 2022 a total change in government from the Morrison Liberals to the Albanese ALP team, which is nothing compared with the UK, with three PMs and four Treasurer-type chancellors in the year, and without any change in government. By comparison, we're still a lucky country. Fact. Consumer price inflation doubled from 3.5% as everybody knows, to over seven. And to counteract that fact, the Reserve Bank's cash rate at 0.1% in January of 2022, pronounced by its makers to stay there until after 2024, Mm, a promise smashed by seven consecutive monthly rate uplifts from May to November. Something I might add you foresaw this time last year. And uh, even just before then, and very few did, we might say. So it's now 2.85%, a mere, wait for it, 2,850% higher. Yes, but that's only a sixth of what it was in January 1990. You can check my facts on that. And final fact, our currency against the US dollar slipped from 73 cents to 64. Housing and share prices also slipped. Energy prices are surging. Wages aren't. And the pandemic restrictions are largely gone, but not the pandemic itself. If that's not proof of a dramatic year, add two massive external economy damaging forces that were not foreseen at the start of 2022. First, floods over much of eastern Australia, and secondly, the Ukrainian conflict from February, each driving up prices, hurting people and businesses and curbing supplies. Unlike the interest rate hikes, Jeff, they're externally imposed on us and not created by humans or policy bodies within Australia. Dare I add on analysis, they're not root-caused or treatable by interest rate hikes. Indeed. So we now have an RBA that is lifting interest rates in an attempt to, it appears, stop inflation that is coming from abroad. Is that what's happening? It is. And indeed, the Prime Minister and Treasurer have worked out exactly what the RBA is doing. Each new inflation number triggers a red rag to the RBA to raise rates to slow the spending. I've got two concerns. First, our rate rises are unlikely to attack the root causes of inflation. Will they really stem the Russian aggressors or the floods? Secondly, 
the budget-preparing Australian Treasury thinks perversely that we're in for a spending spree. Until the bank sees this, we can only expect further knee-jerk rises. In fact, this decade, Jeff, we've had two banks. The first one, in 2020, decided to get the rates down to counteract the pandemic, fair enough, and make promises, not so fair, that rates wouldn't rise until 2024 at the earliest. Then we've seen this jackknife in the bank, without any change in personnel, of moving to jack up the rates as soon as they see any inflation rising. When you put it like that, Neville, where are the positives? I've got four, Jeff. One, after six months in office, the Albanese government shows no sign of delivering a raft of the anti-industry policy measures that some cynics feared, and they seem genuinely pledged to respect and where they can control inflation. That's good for business, too. Instead of holes in the budget, the oil and energy and mineral prices have delivered a $50 billion extra tax revenue bonanza reflected in the October budget, so we're not slugged with spending cuts, higher taxes or a bigger budget deficit. Also good. Three, having parroted the RBA line of no rate rises until 2024, market forecasters, isn't that delicate, tipped 0.5% cash rises for October and November this year, confounded only by the bank doing only half that increase each month. Clearly, the bank is starting to question its own validity here and is slowing the rate rises, and perhaps they do understand they're causing economic damage and maybe not doing anything to curb inflation. And finally, there's an amazing figure in the budget forecasts, which I thought was a typo until I read the surrounding notes and footnotes. (laughs) Despite a decline in overall Australian household purchasing power, the Treasury expects a monster 6.5% real growth in household consumption spending in 2022-23. In the last 10 years, there's never been anything that high. The notes suggest huge saving to fund the spending uplift, motivated by pent-up demand, here's the business message, for discretionary spending such as travel. I can add home renovations, all helped as migration and building supplies are coming back, perhaps also childcare, entertainment at the arts, all plundered by the pandemic restrictions. For the industries involved, this is good news. Make hay. This may seem like an unfair or difficult question for you personally to answer, but why do you think it is that the Reserve Bank is behaving the way it has? Simply, they read old textbooks that say that inflation is excess demand and the only way they can control demand is to raise interest rates to stop or slow consumer durable spending. I don't think they've deeply looked at the underlying causes which are cost and supply factors that interest rates will not address. But nevertheless, I'm a predictor here and I'm here to advise business. And while they continue in this mindset to predict what they're doing, we have to do what the Prime Minister and the Treasurer have said. Now, there was a notable statement from both of them in early November. That is, the reason they didn't sanction further wage increases and said to their union friends, we're not going to restore real wages just yet. The reason they didn't give the uplift in cash support for the rampant energy price increases is they didn't want to tickle up inflation and annoy the Reserve Bank any further because they think they've annoyed it enough. They understand how the Reserve Bank works. I think we do, even if we don't agree with it. 
So let's take a look at next year. Yes, where, where do we go next year? Looking into 2023, we'll cover all my number forecasts in the January edition. However, I will say this, we might be helped by the mathematics. Imagine the price as a dollar goes up to $1.20. That's a big 20% increase. If it sticks there for a year, because there's no other root causes for it to go up, the inflation drops to zero. But I'm going to give you a promise. Now, I've always said that I'm a rampant critic of promises about interest rates. There will be a slowdown in the underlying causes of inflation, nothing to do with the Reserve Bank. And I promise that interest rate increases in 2023 will be less than 2,850%. (laughs) (laughs) That was Neville Norman, economics professor at the University of Melbourne. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more B-Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE-Daily podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily podcast. Sound Cartel. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more visit mazars.com.au. That's M-A-Z-A-R-S dot com dot A-U.